Welcome to Vision Source Next, Embracing the Future, an in-depth look at growth opportunities through the Vision Source Next program. In this second of three segments, we continue our discussion with Dr. Amir Kashnevis and Dr. Pete Kehoe of Vision Source. Here we discuss overcoming competitive barriers and joining the Vision Source community, practice growth opportunities in rural as well as urban and suburban areas, and maximizing full value through sustained private practice ownership. When I look at the value of our uh, group, one of the things that we see is this uh, removal of a false barrier that a lot of optometrists have, which is if you simply belong to a buying group or if you're simply on your own, you tend to see your colleagues as competition, unfortunately. I vividly remember going to a lot of state society meetings and uh, just engaging with a practitioner and and wanting to know their real challenges. And I just got the everything's great handshake walk away. You see, what we do is we get in a room and our young doctors, our senior docs, we get in a room and we move those barriers. And I believe that collaboration is a key to success in private practice. I believe that we lose practice, practices to outsiders when they feel left alone, when they're when they don't know that there is an opportunity for them to successfully transition their practices, even within the family. Um, so I think that as we raise awareness of the value of what we've created, it's really easy for us to look at a new practitioner coming in and whether they're an employee or they're, um, they've become um, uh, a, an owner, a partner, or they buy out a doctor um, or whether they're a startup. They can come into the network, they can learn, and they can succeed. And we can show that they will get into a successful model a lot faster that way. Or it's a practitioner who decides, uh, you know what, this is my family. They know my practice. They know that I've been involved in every way. We have intimate knowledge of their practices. So it's much easier for us to, uh, to have our own doctors uh, buy a practice within that mm-hmm. I think two pieces, you know, the, uh, you, I think you were really alert, alluding, Roger, to our kind of the Warm Start program Amir mentioned earlier with Eye Care Advisors, which is, you know, Dr. Bob Steinmetz and Eric Voss. And Bob and Eric have been working with cold starts, if you will, for years, and their track record is impeccable. I mean, literally zero to profitability in 14 months on average, which is pretty amazing. Um, they they really handhold and coach those cold starts, if you will, because some of them are not new graduates. Some of them are. Um, some of them are five years out, even 10 years out. But they wanted to have that extra helping hand. And we have an exclusive re- arrangement with eye care advisors where, if you want, they will help you uh, walk through re- literally from zero to 14 months of profitability, which is pretty much unheard of in the business world to be profitable in 14 months, let alone an optometric practice. Interesting. Yeah. One of the challenges that uh, not just this industry uh, or this field faces, but all of healthcare is meeting the needs of America where those needs exist. And uh, there are disparities between rural and urban, suburban areas. And often the focus is on, I'm going to put myself in a super high growth area. And maybe we're overlooking really the needs of even declining communities, rural communities, increasingly aging communities in some of those uh, parts of the country. What uh, thoughts do you have on identifying those unmet needs and the 
I know Vision Source has looked specifically at the, uh, the rewards of having a rural practice, that uh, opportunities that may be overlooked. Tell me about that. Yes. Uh, a major focus of ours over the last year or longer has been to look at, one, the lives of our current doctors who are in rural communities, and they're looking for a succession plan. But the other is to understand the growth opportunity for our doctors who may be uh, in an urban market or suburban market nearby that maybe that would offer them an opportunity to grow in, and take over and preserve those wonderful practices who touch lives. Uh, I, w- I dare say the relationships that are built in rural communities is far greater than you would in urban. Uh, and it's an attractive opportunity for our own doctors to go into these practices they know are uh, well-run, uh, technologically advanced. Uh, often the doctor just simply has no opportunities for uh, someone to come into the to the community. So whether it's next raising awareness of the value of those uh, practices, and we've done that through some really wonderful video messaging highlighting the value of a small practice, small town practice, or it's talking to our current doctors who are willing to expand out an hour, hour and a half away from where they are in order to be able to uh, get by those practices and, uh, and to be able to have a rotation of doctors go through there from their own practice. But uh, there is no doubt in my mind that the needs of our rural communities uh, top of mind. We are exploring uh, every opportunity that we can in order to service those uh, practices uh, with technology. I, I absolutely believe that uh, over the next five to 10 years, we'll see proliferation of uh, technology that will allow us to touch lives where patients maybe don't have the opportunity to come to the city to uh, get eye care, we can go to them. But, uh, you know, due diligence right now on technology. Yeah, on that very point, I had an interesting conversation with Dr. Ted McElroy. Practices down in southern Georgia, Tifton, Georgia, lovely nice. town. And he struggled for a couple of years to get a new associate to come in to uh, Tifton doesn't wasn't on their on their map uh, and uh, wonderful town. Um, and uh, Ted's point is, if you're coming out of school and you're looking to do full scale optometry, you want a new medical model. The rural areas are the place to do it where you've got to equip yourself to solve problems, not refer out to somebody up the street because there might not be somebody for 50 or 100 miles. The opportunities are there in, in rural practice. What have you seen in that regard? Roger, I practice in a town of 30,000. Our second practice is in a town of 3,800. And we've had the challenge of trying to recruit doctors in the past. Uh, Fortunately, this year we're adding two new doctors. And one is from 40 miles away in a little bigger market. But being close to home was important to her. Uh, Her significant other grew up in Minneapolis, which I was a little concerned about. But he gave the right answer and said, wherever she goes, I go. And he likes to play golf and he likes to fish. And frankly, our community is a very low cost way to live. And I like to tell students um, that you can live and play very big by being in a smaller community. The cost of living is so much lower in a smaller community compared to a metropolitan area. Your income can be higher or at least as high as in a metropolitan area. So therefore, when you look at the ratio of your income to your cost of living, really it's a great place to be. I like to tell students, try to be 45 minutes from an airport, um, 45 minutes from a major town if you can, and you can be very, very successful. Amir mentioned the video that we have about Small Town USA, and uh, I, every time I show that at a school, usually a private practice club, 
one or more students will come up to me and said, I never even thought about a small town. Where can I get more information on this? It makes so much sense because they see that community connection that exists and it's really special. It really is. Um, we have done some, uh, some studies on the practice valuation and uh, it's been observed that um, net revenue is a key to this and um, uh, net revenue we've seen can be higher at a, at a rural practice because of the prevalence of more medical model and perhaps that's related to the aging population of many rural communities and so forth. Uh, and yet the entry point to purchasing the practice may be lower and as you point out cost of living. So tell me how that works out in, in your view in terms of acquiring a practice or an existing practice or starting practice in, in a rural area. The good news is, is that usually when there's that higher net, there's more opportunity. And because of that, I think it's much easier to build relationships in a small community. Um, literally, I can phone my banker up. Um, I can text him. And the relationship we have, he understands our business. It's very easy to do business in a smaller community because they want to support local businesses. So it becomes really kind of easy to do that. I think your real question is, is that is the valuation lower in a, in a rural area or is the valuation a little higher you know, in a metropolitan area? And I think it could go either direction. The reality is we have to help coach our doctors, our senior docs that are looking at a transition period. We have to help coach them how to bring in those new associates and how to afford it. Because what we've done study-wise is that if a practitioner is willing to stay two to three years, it makes absolutely no sense to even think about selling today to private equity or to things like that. It makes a lot more sense to bring that new associate in and grow that practice with that new associate. They'll have much higher return on their investment in the long run, and they get to stay part of the community. Let me pursue that a little bit. Private equity, of course, is one of the buzzwords that we have uh, uh, heard and furthered in the discussions about the continuity of independent optometry. Any thoughts on that uh, when you look at revenue over time, ownership versus different models of, uh, of transition? <laughs> Amir lives in that space. I do. Um, I, I have to say that I find it interesting that... Um, the market has looked at the opportunity to sell today and cash out as uh, almost uh, learn helplessness. It's, it's, I don't know what to do. I don't have a buyer today. This is my opportunity. Let me jump. Uh, I, I have absolutely no doubt that there are some folks where that, that was true. But I believe that we have to teach our doctors how to look at the value of their practices differently. If it's a simple formula on a piece of paper and your legacy and what you've created your commitment to the community, your commitment to the people that you serve, the staff that's part of your family. If that is all based on a simple formula of cash out today, I think we as a profession are in trouble. But when we look at the opportunity for a doctor to take a hard look at my career, is it three, five, ten years that I'm in or longer? If you look at the value of that practice over the period of time that they're going to stay in and simply help them to net better, help them to grow the practice on the top end and bottom. That practice is still worth more three to five years from now, and they've recouped the money they would have recouped in selling the practice during that time. So we can show them very clearly the mistake is you short sell your practice, and that's that's the problem. So our doctors today that are in the network are looking at Vision Source and asking us, can you help me successfully transition? We are putting 
incredible amount of time and energy in making sure that we have transition plan for our doctors that is viable, that makes sense financially. And we believe that the sky is not falling in optometry. We believe actually the future is far brighter than anyone believes. Not only will refractive grow, but medical will grow. And we believe there's opportunities like myopia management. That means that we have patients who are walking into our practices every day, no recruitment costs associated. We have kids, our future, walking into our practices who truly are looking at us and their families to help preserve the vision of this child. And for us to take better care of them binds us to a community, binds us to the family. It also means that we are able to grow our practices through various ways that we can treat that child and manage that child's life through their uh, journey. So, Roger, for me, it's very clear. It's very clear. If you stay the course and if you're able to lean in, if you're able to lean in with Vision Source, with the doctors that are around you, we will find a better path for you than if you were to simply sell your practice today and run. This concludes part two of our podcast series, Vision Source Next, Embracing the Future. Please continue with part three and look for other podcasts from Review of Optometric Business.